welcome to another episode of the Tax Chick Podcast. Today, I'm talking about a topic that I feel like I chat about so often with entrepreneurs, and that's the topic of bookkeeping. And my very, very first episode of the Tax Chick Podcast was a topic about bookkeeping. I met with a good friend of mine and my own personal bookkeeper, Tasha Beyer, and we had a great discussion about what is a bookkeeper and what do bookkeepers actually do for your business. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, I do encourage you to go back and have a listen because it's a great foundational episode to explain what a bookkeeper can do for your business. This episode, though, is with a new friend of mine uh, who I've met through social media and through my work as tax chick, uh, Jamie Monty. And Jamie is a chartered professional accountant, and she is the founder of Bookkeeping Bootcamp. She helps self-employed people crush their bookkeeping. She helps them maximize their profits and stop stressing about tax season. All of those things sound pretty fabulous to me. (laughs) She has over 10 years of experience in the finance realm across multiple industries, and she specializes in working with coaches, consultants, and creatives. Jamie has a very, very active Instagram feed, and I do commend it to your viewing pleasure. She's got some awesome reels. She has a really great way of breaking down complex information and making it fun. And so today, we're tackling some of the practical side of bookkeeping. So we're talking a little bit about how we often think about bookkeeping as being used to get ready for tax season. And yeah, that's one reason to do bookkeeping, but the same work that you're doing to get ready for tax season can actually be used in so many other different ways to improve the performance of your business. For example, it'll help you to understand your cash flow, which will help you to know if there are certain service areas that you should be focusing on, or if you're able to get a business loan, or if you're able to handle a certain amount of debt. And in addition, it really helps you to feel in control of your business. And so one of the things Jamie says is, you are the CEO of your business. You deserve to know what's going on. And anybody can do bookkeeping. Anybody can learn this. You just have to have that willingness. And so if you're listening to this and you've been running your own business for 10 or 12 years and have kind of avoided dealing with this and have delegated it off, it's still not too late at any time you can learn about this. And I'm really excited to share our conversation with you. So without further ado, on to the episode. Well, welcome, Jamie, to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. I feel like we're like internet friends, but we haven't yet met in person. Yes, I'm so excited. Honestly, the first time we spoke, I already was like, love this chick. Let's just always (laughs) hang out. Let's just always chat. So you are my people, even though I've never met you in person. (laughs) I got to make a trip out to Toronto sometime soon because I doubt you're going to come to Saskatoon. Although if you were going to come, you got to come in the summer. We've got great music festivals, great summer, but just don't come in the winter. It's a little nippy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I know you're always the jet setter. You were telling me that you're heading out to Mexico City now tomorrow after we record Mm -hmm. this and... I love that you're you're always sort of working remotely and traveling and exploring while doing what you love. And that's just such an inspiration to me. And so I really appreciate you fitting me and my little podcast into your very busy schedule. So this is going to be a fun chat. This is a fun, an important chat and definitely something I am so happy to make time for. So 
Oh, well, I, I gave you a little warning that I've, I've always asked my guests the same two questions. And I was just telling you that I didn't ask this for one of my repeat uh, guests there recently, and it felt weird. So I feel like I got to keep this as part of the programming, but I have learned so much about my guests by asking these questions. So I, I'm going to ask them of you as well. And the first question is, what is the last podcast you listened to or your favorite podcast? Something you want to share with the listeners? The last podcast I listened to is Coffee Break Italian, and (laughs) basically it's the best. So Coffee Break French is what got me into learning French, and then now I'm learning Italian, so I'm using Coffee Break Italian. And let me tell you, for anybody who is like beginner looking to learn a language, the Coffee Break um, podcasts are great. And they're supposed to be so you could do it on your coffee break. So you know, you listen to like a 20 30 minute episode, you learn a few words, it's great. So that's what I listen to. Is there a coffee break Spanish? Because I've been working through Duolingo for the last like three years, and I can order coffee, tea and a beer, but I feel like that's where I'm at. So is there a Spanish one? There is a Spanish one. So get on it. It's free, it's fun, and yes. <laughs> this is this is why I asked the question. I always learn something. I got to check this. I got to tell my husband about this one. Okay, so Coffee Break Italian. And I love that you're learning Italian. That's very random, but so fabulous. <laughs> do you, do you want to like retire in a vineyard somewhere in Italy? Wouldn't that be great? Like just, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> just live in the in Italian countryside and eat good cheese and bread. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm so already that, bread and cheese eating. I just have to get to yeah, you just have to be able to communicate so that you can get the bread and the cheese and the wine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, we haven't really texted, but we've DM'd. Um, so I feel like I've seen some of your emoji practices. But what would you say is, is the emoji that you use most often when you're texting? When I'm texting, it's hard eyes for sure. Ah, the hard eyes. <laughs> love me some hard eyes and when I'm and when I'm emailing or like creating content I use you know the eyes just like the creepy oh, eyes I like the eyes I like the eyes that's great <laughs> it's like yeah. I see you I see you not doing your bookkeeping I yeah. see you <laughs> but yeah You're like very good very good okay all right I I love your energy you're very high energy and for anyone who's listening to this you gotta you gotta follow Jamie on Instagram because she's got the best reels they always make me laugh. And so you've got a wonderful energy and you have this wonderful way of wanting to teach people about the things that you're passionate about. And that's why I really loved connecting with you. So I'm I'm excited to talk about these topics today because I know you're very passionate about them. I'm very passionate about them. We're a little worried that we're not going to be able to keep to our time constraints because we just get so excited talking about this stuff that it's it's kind of hard to stop ourselves, but mm-hmm. we're going to try. And and you came up with the title for the podcast today, which I really loved and you said the title being sort of these three gifts that only bookkeeping can give you. And mm-hmm. I love thinking about bookkeeping as a gift, as a present, as something you can really give yourself as a business owner to make your life better. And it's not something that is, you know, an extra or that you don't deserve or that is unnecessary. It's really a wonderful gift that you can give yourself. And so we were going to try to tackle kind of three things. And then you you said we could do some hot topics at the end. But our three big things is... um, you want to talk about the experience the first time that someone actually sees their true numbers for the first time. 
like that kind of awakening. I guess that would be the big eyeball moment, right? Like the, (laughs) whoa, like this is what's going on. So you want to talk about that. And then we want to talk about how to be prepared for an audit and kind of how bookkeeping is the foundation for being ready um, for an audit. And then finally, you want to talk a bit about the client experience. And so how keeping your books properly actually ends up impacting the end user of your service or your product and how there's a direct connection between those two things. So we're we're not going to be technical so much today. We're going to talk a bit more about the practicalities and explain a little bit about what bookkeeping can do for you. So should we dive right in? Let's do it. Should we dive in with the big eyeball moment? I think that's what I'm going to call it now because I can just see those big eyes, right? Or if you have bitmojis, there's that bitmoji where the bitmoji's eyes are like really huge. So let's let's talk about that moment because I'm sure you've experienced a number of your clients who've had that awakening, that light bulb moment. Let, let's talk about the importance of knowing your actual numbers in business. Yes. Okay. So it's definitely the eyeballs. <laughs> I feel like... When people see their numbers, it's either like the big eyes or the hard eyes. (laughs) The hard eyes are definitely a thing. So the importance is really that you, when you don't have a bookkeeping system, which means maybe you have an Excel sheet that you're kind of pulling things into that's not actually posting up reports for you automatically and likely inaccurate, or maybe you don't even have an Excel sheet and it's really like, you've got some money that's like coming in through Square or Stripe or something like that. And you kind of know what's coming through the door there. And maybe you kind of know what you spent this month. That's like very different (laughs) than clicking in like QuickBooks and seeing an actual report, your profit and loss report, that tells you this is the income that you made for this amount of time. These are your expenses for this amount of time because you can run it for a month, a year, a quarter, that type of thing. Um, That is a really different feeling of seeing the hard numbers versus having that general idea or that inaccurate kind of like, this is kind of what my numbers look like. Um, Because you can't really make decisions based off of like, I think this is what my numbers are. And so it's anxiety. But we do, we do, right? Because there's this fear of, well, I don't understand how to read these reports or Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can even generate these reports. So as long as there's still some numbers or some some money sitting in the bank account at the end of the month, well, I must be fine. I've heard that so much, right? And it's because it's really scary. It's very scary to enter into this. So what? How, how do you approach this with your clients in terms of helping them to see the light? So um, I help them set up QuickBooks. So what we do is we, we go in and set up QuickBooks in a way that it's going to output the type of reporting that they want to see as well. Because as you know, there's, you know, a profit and loss report is a generic report. Everyone knows what it, well, not everyone, but all all your accounting professionals will know what it is. Um, But there are ways for you to present the information in a way that's helpful for you. So what I do with my clients is I, as I walk them through how to set up their QuickBooks so that they can see, for example, their different income laid out. So you might have somebody who does, has three different service offerings or three different product offerings and they want to be able to see instead of just one bulk sales number they want to know how much did i make 
from consulting? How much did I make from, I don't know, selling this product? How much did I make from this group offering I have? And so we work on setting up those categories as well so that once they do run their profit and loss, it makes sense. And it actually provides them with valuable insights of where their money is coming from and also where it's going. So, so it's all about the bookkeeping setup. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really a wonderful way to present it because so often I think business owners are looking at the end of the year and going, okay, now I need to do my planning for next year. And maybe I want to create this new offering or I want to put my time over here or over there. But if you don't really know what's working from a profit perspective, you don't know where to put your time. And mm-hmm. I know where I've often seen it go south is when they need to get financing and mm. they're having to go to the financial institution and they're being asked for, you know, their profit and loss statements, their budgeting, their strategic planning. And there's this this question of, well, I don't actually know what I have. And then it actually denies you the ability to get these loans that could make a huge impact in your business. And so I think one of the things we're trying to get out today is that bookkeeping is more than just about having less pain at tax time. Correct. Yes, there is less pain and that mm-hmm. is a good thing, but it's actually by doing one task, you can create all these other wonderful things for yourself. One of which is you'll actually know what's going on in your business and that is huge. That allows you to plan, that allows you to expand, that allows you to change your service offerings all with one little printout. It's a huge oh, difference. So good. It's exactly, yeah. it's, it's the clarity piece. Cause when I, that's what I hear my clients time and time again, they're like, I feel so much clarity. I feel like I, I, and it just makes that decision-making easier. And I always say kind of similar to what you were just saying that like doing your bookkeeping for the CRA is like, I don't want to do that. I don't care about the CRA, but doing mm-hmm. your bookkeeping for your own clarity and planning for the future planning for your next trip, planning for your mortgage. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. That's freaking exciting. So do it for you. Don't do it for somebody else. Yes. Power. I love it. I love it. So, so what do you say to people though, that, that come into you and go and are like me and, and say, I hate math. I don't like spreadsheets. Like QuickBooks still stresses me out. And, and I can use QuickBooks. Like I've had training. I have professionals. Like I understand what a profit and loss statement is. I can read my own, but I have to give myself the mental like pep talk before I log in. I have to go, Amanda, you are a tax lawyer. You can do this. And then I log in and I'm fine. Right. And, and I don't think I'm alone in that. So how do you, what do you tell people who just feel like they put that blanket up and go, I'm not learning this because I don't understand it. Mm. So for the people that have never, uh, that are not, that are not even like at the point where they're ready to log into a QuickBooks, because there's also, so there's people like you who have done it and you're like, okay, I still just have to manage my mind around it sometimes, which is normal. It's like work. It's like working out. I like to compare it to working out. We often like dread working out and then we go to do it and we're like, thank God I did it. I feel so good now. It's the Mm -hmm. exact same thing. There's always going to be not always, but likely there's going to be some sort of resistance um, because it's, you know, different than doing your typical fun activities, but mm-hmm. you always feel good after. But the people that have not even, you know, set foot in a bookkeeping system, they don't have a system and they're like, I don't even want to go there. Um, what I would say is um, there is a learning curve 
and it's okay to move through the learning curve Mm -hmm. because I think that that's something that we're kind of like, we have the shame that we should already know how to do Mm -hmm. this. We should already have done it. And the shame keeps us like stuck. And then you're kind of embarrassed that you're not doing it. Like there's a lot of shame Mm -hmm. around not having a system, not knowing what to do, maybe being like not a numbers person. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. those things just like smack you in the face when you're ready to to manage your business finances and like give yourself grace and know that it's okay that you're that you're learning and um that it only gets better and easier. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. Because I find that with a lot of my clients that it's like they've been in business for 10 years and so they've had professionals doing things for them and their business is doing very well. And so then you talk to them and say, okay, well, let's learn about this. And they go, well, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I, I, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like I, I can't figure this out. Don't just blindly rely upon your professionals. Um, yes, they're there to guide you, but it's really hard to guide somebody who doesn't know where they're going or doesn't understand where they're going. Like, this is your business. You deserve to know. You yes. have done the blood, sweat, and the tears to create this. You deserve to be a part of what can actually be a lot of fun, which is making decisions about your business and actually allowing yourself to have different quality of life or different opportunities that maybe you thought were not even available to you because you didn't have that understanding of what was going on. And I mean, I've seen it. People who who are very bad at numbers can still do this. It is totally doable. It's not about being good at numbers, actually. I'm glad you brought that up because it's not at all because it's not even about knowing accounting, debits and credits. I agree. You don't need any of that. Because the system actually supports all the number crunching for you. It's the the challenging part is the setup. And then once you have the setup, then you're like, okay, I'm not, you're literally not doing any number crunching. You're just like clicking and running reports. Exactly. And and categorizing. So if if it's the if it's the number crunching that scares you, I have I want to tell you that don't worry, because that the point of the system is that it's taking away that part. So yeah, that's not a it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we're not living in the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> my just- mother my mother was a bookkeeper in the 70s. And so then I grew up in the 80s, like doing bank recs and, and those like back in the day oh where you still had the ledgers. God. And that was how I was brought up. And I, I mean, I can still do a bank rec quite well because of what I used to do when I was a kid. But I, I just think it's such a different world now because there's all these amazing tools available. But it's like any app. It's like any computer program. Yeah, these tools are great. But if you don't know what you're creating out of the tool, you're not really getting the full value of the tool. So if you're already paying for it, why not figure out how to use it and make it do the most for you and for your yes. money? Yes. Well, and I, I wonder then if we should switch to to maybe just very briefly talking about the reason why many people turn to bookkeeping. And it's not the sexy reason and it's not the fun reason, but it's they're, every year at tax time, they they want to cry, right? And I, I feel like it it's it's a little bit like Saskatchewan winters. Like we all have a bit of amnesia because the winter is horrible. And then we have this really good spring and summer and you're like, life is great. And you head into the fall and it's beautiful. And then winter hits and then you're like, oh gosh, why do I live here? And I feel like that's what tax season is like for business owners because you get out of it and you're like, I'm never doing this again. 
I am going to be prepared. I am going to be on this. But then life gets in the way. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, either April or June, depending on when mm. you're doing your filings. And you go, oh my gosh, it happened again. Do I owe money? Do I have the money to pay? Um, you know, what am I going to do? Now I have 12 months of stuff I've got to figure out. I'm so overwhelmed. And it creeps up on you so fast. So I think it might be helpful to talk a bit about bookkeeping and how that integrates with the annual panic that sometimes ensues for tax time. Yes, the annual panic is like so unnecessary and not existent when you have your bookkeeping. There's like, uh, it's basically like if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. You're just always yes. ready to file. So, so. And when you're working with, so when you're doing it all at once at one, at the end of the year, what happens is, is like stuff gets missed. Um, mm -hmm. You're digging through files. You're, you know, the stress levels are high because you have a deadline looming. And, um, and also your accountant doesn't really have time to help you sort this stuff out because they have all of their work coming to them at one time in the year. That exact yes. time. So, so it could be really painful even to be like, what happened in February last year? Like, what was this charge? Like, so when you're, when you're doing your books, uh, you're doing your bookkeeping with a bookkeeping system, what happens is that system holds the information and collects the information through the year. So even if you're doing nothing, once you've set up the foundation, there's already stuff happening for you as mm -hmm. in like your transactions are being downloaded. Certain things mm -hmm. are being automatically organized and categorized. You'll be prompted to know if you're missing a receipt for something. So, but really like the, the gift is that, you know, when you're using a software like QuickBooks and you're doing your bookkeeping on a monthly basis, it's really just like giving your accountant access to your QuickBooks, which is a specific accountant access. So it's yep. cool because it's not like you have to give them their own login or anything. Mm -hmm. And they can actually pull your financial reports. If they have questions about things, they can even drill down and look at certain mm -hmm. things for you. Like it will, it really helps to mi minimize the back and forth so that your all of your data is all in one place for the year. And really you can just start to have like really intelligent, fun conversations mm -hmm. with your accountant rather than them asking you why you were missing a... I don't know, monthly cost in February, but you had it in all the other months. Like those yeah. are not the discussions you want to have to have nope. with your accountant. You want to be like, okay, how did I perform compared to last year? But that's not possible if you don't have your numbers ready. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and I think even from a cash flow perspective, so I, I mean, I've talked about this in the podcast before that once you move, for example, into incorporation or, or you're moving into sort of a type of business ownership where you're having to pay installments, where you have GST that's due, um, if you have employees and you're paying payroll and source deductions, there's these monthly things you have to pay. And if you don't know where your cash flow is at and you can't plan for those, all of a sudden it becomes a huge panic when the bill arrives. And so I've, I've heard you talk a lot on, on some of your social media about how this also gives some peace of mind because then there is no surprise you know exactly what's going to happen and you can actually plan for it so that if you get a bill, you've got this little pocket of money just sitting there that you've already prepared yourself. You know, you've got your pre-authorized debits ready to go. You don't have to think about it. It just becomes another non-event. So I think that's a huge piece as well of this preparedness. A non-event. That's what I love. It's like tax season is a non-event. Paying your bills is a non-event. Like, 
we don't want that to be, yeah, we don't want any drama around those things. And, and the great thing about having your bookkeeping done is that you can stay on the pulse of, um, like your tax bills. So you kind of, you could check in monthly, quarterly to be like, okay, where do I think I'm going to land? How much money have I put aside? Okay. I put aside more than enough or I need to put a little more. Like you can, you can actually stay on the pulse and do it in like a much more manageable way, like manage the cash flow. Um, well with the flow of your business. And what I love the most about bookkeeping is specifically in QuickBooks, you can always see what you're, sales tax bill is at Mm -hmm. any point in time like at any point in time you can go in there as long as you're keeping your books up to date and it'll tell you how much if you were to file your gst hst today how much you would have to pay it's like so easy and and that just as a business owner just makes you feel so much better and i know that i mean personally having worked through some of these things when i incorporated and became a partner and had to start doing this and i mean i do this for a living i help clients deal with CRA for a living, but it's very different arguing about it versus being the person on the front lines actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was about being able to have an intelligent conversation with my accounting advisor and not getting bogged down in, well, you didn't tell me what this was and you didn't tell me what that was. And then I didn't want to be in that panic about payments and things. And so you know, me as a tax lawyer, I had to sit down with somebody and go, I don't understand what this button does. Can you please explain it to me? And then can you please review this report? And am I supposed to be taking this box? And so if I, as a tax lawyer, have the gumption to ask that question, you can do it too. Because it's it's not, we all have our own specialties. We all have our own things that we're good at. And I can tell you that once I figured out what I was inputting into that program and what was spitting out and how how I could find out information at any time at my fingertips. Wow. Like that was huge for me. I felt so much better. And Mm. now it is very much a non-event in tax season. I know exactly what's going to happen. I've got my system set up. I don't stress about bookkeeping anymore. And we don't want people to stress about it. We want it to be this – I mean, I'm not going to say it's a joyous event. Like it's not joyous. Definitely is joyous when you're done. It's joyous <laughs> when you're done. It is like a workout. I think that's a really great way of describing it, that you have to like psych yourself up. And I know I have sometimes told clients to pair it with something good. Like I feel like people people don't reward themselves for doing things that are maybe unpleasant. So, you know, maybe listen to a new podcast that you really like while you're working on it. Or when you're done, go and take a nice walk outside and, you know, grab a new cup of coffee from a new place or, you know, just take a moment and meditate and relax. Take five minutes to just be like, yes, I did that. And then maybe it's that psychological pairing of the bookkeeping with something positive that helps to rejuvenate you when you go to do it. And and it isn't so bad if you do it all the time because it's like a 10-minute thing. It's not a eight-hour yes. thing. Yes, exactly. That's the thing is it's so manageable when you're doing it and like it's like a 10-minute thing and then you get the immediate result of being able to be like, huh, what did I do last? What, 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 um, you know, what, uh, what, how did I perform last month? Basically, you exactly. check. oh my God, that's what happened last month. This is great. I did better than I thought. Great. And it's kind of also like, you know, when you're like organizing your closet or organizing a drawer and you have that feeling after of like, 
everything's where it should be. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what's in here. I don't Mm -hmm. need to buy new deodorant because I have three of them under the sink. And I know that now because I organized my life. That's what it's like. (laughs) Everything's in a place. Everything is in its place. I feel good. Like that's a great feeling. It's euphoric. It's euphoric. (laughs) It's a really, really good feeling. What is it that Jess or Jess King on Peloton always says, get high off your own supply? I feel like I feel like that's what this is, right? It's just like I did that. I did that and it was great. And now look at all the benefits that I can kind of reap from that. So it it is the the fact of getting this done to make your life easier for tax time is still a very valid reason to do it. It's just today we're also telling you all the other reasons that are great. But we do not underestimate the joy that it brings to your life when you are organized because there's nothing worse than the scramble attacks time. And you're right. The accountants do not have time to deal with this. They are exhausted and it'll also cost you more money. Like if you, if you send them something that's essentially a shoebox of a disaster, that is going to cost you way more money. So you're going to end up putting the money out just on the back end, whereas you could have put it out on the front end gotten yourself organized and saved yourself the stress. And and if you get audited and you now have to hire someone to help you with the audit, which is like someone like me, and I can't tell you how many random garage boxes I've had dropped off in my office that are just like you open the top and it's just receipts, random scrunched up receipts. Well, that's going to cost you a lot of money. But if you can give me a beautiful QuickBooks printout, and look, look me into your Google Drive and let me see what's happening with your receipt system, you just saved yourself a bunch of money. So I think there's sort of that putting it out now to save it for yourself. It's like do do something for future self. Mm-hmm. Give a gift to yourself in the future. That's what this is. Yes, yes. So what about talking about the third issue, this concept of like, okay, we've talked about how bookkeeping helps like the actual business owner. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is actually the end user of your product or the end user of your service, how doing the bookkeeping up front actually has an impact on that client experience. Do you want to talk a bit about that perhaps? Yes. So so one thing is that um, from an invoicing standpoint, so when you have a system that's invoicing your clients, I'm going to use QuickBooks because I'm a QuickBooks gal. But this applies to like if you're using something like Zero or some other bookkeeping system. But I always say QuickBooks because that's my that's my forte, and I think QuickBooks is the best software for small business owners that don't have an accounting background. Um, but uh, in QuickBooks, for example, when you set up invoicing, you can your clients first of all. Um, like you can send them an invoice and then change it after the fact and it'll be live for them. So say you send your client an invoice and they're like, actually, um, like I thought we agreed to this or can you add this onto the invoice? It's way easier and way more clear. And the invoice is actually live, which is super cool. Um, and and your clients can pay you easily, like, mm-hmm. like Apple Pay. So it's really like if you were to send me a QuickBooks invoice right now on my phone, I could open it on my phone and pay it with Apple Pay. Like what more convenience do you need? And then QuickBooks records that it got paid. That's what's really cool. That all happens and you didn't have to touch a thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. And like, your clients will know when like they they'll know they'll be able to see what's outstanding what's not and so will you 
So for those clients who maybe are not doing their bookkeeping regularly, common, and they come to you maybe at the end of the year looking for invoices or receipts, first yep. of all, they can pull everything out from their email. But second of all, you can print out statements, you can email statements, email invoices, everything's there. The date that you've, you invoice them, the date that they paid, you can even see when the invoice was first open, like you, you can see everything. And it's, it's a real great client service for people that need help with their bookkeeping on their side. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I know as a, as a purveyor of services from other businesses, I like it when I get the, the electronic invoice, I can pay it right through the system. I get an automatic receipt back. It's all very standardized. I get a reminder if I've forgotten because sometimes that happens, right? You send the email out, but it's on a day where the person's super busy and then it gets buried in like the email list. And so then the system will even send a reminder and you can set all of that. So this is part of what you talked about earlier. There's a bit of setup that you need to do at the beginning to create your templates, to create some of your standardized things. But then once it's set, it just does it for you. It's a yes. really beautiful system. Yes, yes, I love I love that. And like and and the automatic reminders are really good and also like if you have specific fields that your clients need to see like if you're billing a corporate client and they need to put a vendor number on the invoices. Yep. Then you can add a field for vendor number and you can set that for that client. Like there's so many things that you can do um, or when you're billing, a lot of people, especially like consultants, when they travel for work, they might be billing back travel expenses. And how nice is it when you're when you have like an itemized invoice that shows what was travel, what was your actual fee, and attaches all the receipts. So this yeah. is also something beautiful is that like your clients can now receive a package that's super clear and good for their record keeping. Um, in QuickBooks, you can set up billable expenses. So when you put a receipt in, say I took a taxi for a business trip and I'm billing that taxi back to my client, then I can check off that it's billable. And then when I go to bill the client, it will remind me that I have to bill that taxi receipt and then I can add it on. Like mm -hmm. how seamless is that? So yeah, it's a really great, great, really great for a client invoicing experience. Yeah. Well, and I know a couple episodes ago, um, Dean and I had a conversation about invoicing and we were talking about it from the tax litigation perspective of what needs to be on your invoice in order to deal with the GST issues and to claim input tax credits and to do those things. And so another great reason to have these automated systems is that then you can make sure that you have all the right things on your invoice and it's just there. Each time you don't have to do that double check because then you don't have to worry about not getting to claim your input tax credits, which is money back in your pocket. So again, if you're doing this, yeah, you can create an invoice in, in a PDF or in Microsoft Word or in Excel, but you're that. having to go in and create it every time. Like why? This is the computer age. Have it created for you and you still have the right to double check it. You still have the right. It's a live document. You can change it. But the time you'll save with that automation is huge, mm -hmm. which Agreed. I guess kind of brings us to our first little hot topic at the end. I feel like we've already kind of, kind of done our little promo for this, but automation, what are your thoughts on automation and why QuickBooks? Oh my God. So QuickBooks is great because it has so many integrations available. And when I talk about integrations, what I mean is that if you're using 
mostly I talk about integration in terms of collecting payments. So say you're not, say you're like, I send invoices out for some things, but I also have an automated system that, for example, like Square or Stripe or mm. something that bills my clients automatically based on a schedule. And like, how does that fit in? And the thing is, is that that's where integrations come into play. So some people even are using like a Shopify or, you know, whatever you might be using to bill outside of QuickBooks, you can actually integrate that with QuickBooks so that you're not duplicating effort, trying to record income in two different areas. Mm -hmm. So, and QuickBooks has tons of integrations um, and it's always coming out with new ones. Like just in this past year, they launched a free, because some are free, some are paid. They launched like free, a free Squarespace one, a free Etsy one. Like there's so many because they bought a company, I think it's called OneSass or something. And oh. basically they bought and they bought a bunch of integrations that are now free. And so I use the Shopify one for my clients all the time. Right. And we just connect Shopify directly with QuickBooks. So why it's amazing is because one, it gets your data in, but two is a lot of people don't realize how complex it is when you're collecting money externally because you've got you've got the sale whatever and how do you want to see that do you want to see it split out by product do you want to see it split out just as one bulk number then you've got the sales tax and some people bill multiple different like different sales tax so now if you collect a certain amount you can't just say blanket statement it was five percent gst because you've got multiple sales taxes coming yes through. Then you've got a fee that that the person, the person, the service you're using the bill is taking. And so all of this stuff is baked into like a random number that goes into your bank account. And how do you how do you reconcile? How do you know that first of all you're actually getting paid for the things that you've collected? Obviously we can trust Shopify, but you know, you how do you how do you follow the process along and know how much of that is sales, how much of that is sales tax, how much of that is fees? And we want to see those numbers. So that's where, that's why I love integrations is because integrations will actually take all that information, organize it, pull it into your QuickBooks, and then it goes back into that beautiful P&L. So you can see how much did you pay in Shopify fees? How much did you collect in these types of sales? So I love it. I love, love, love integrations. And I just feel like um, even if you're like, you have something that you can only use a paid integration for, like I have one that I pay for it's so worth it it's basically mm -hmm. like having a bookkeeper mm -hmm. because once you do the setup it's just automatically filling in and matching to the deposits and stuff so that's my spiel and why I love integrations and that's that's like a key automation part of QuickBooks well and that kind of ties into the second hot topic which is the concept of outsourcing versus doing it yourself and does mm -hmm. it have to be an all or nothing so what what are kind of your thoughts on that Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, one more thing I want to say about about automation. Of course. Is, is that, and I don't know, like, cause I feel like automation is a general thing that you, people might say this isn't automated, but like in QuickBooks, you can set up an email address that you can forward your receipts to. So if you were to invoice me and I'm like, that needs to go in my bookkeeping system, I could just forward it to QuickBooks and then it say it stays in QuickBooks for me. So that's really cool because you're no longer trying to manually organize receipts. They're actually just flowing into the receipts area ready mm. to be matched to the transactions. And you also have the app that you can take photos of your receipts with yes. and that goes directly into your bookkeeping. So I've seen some people who will literally set up like a, an email address that 
people send their invoices to. And then Mm -hmm. that email automatically forwards everything to QuickBooks. And then you're basically not even managing, (laughs) you're not even managing invoices, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. And there's like so many other ways that you can manage receipts in QuickBooks. And I teach people how to do how I do it in my program so that they can optimize it without actually paying anything extra. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's just another thing I love about, um, a lot, another automation piece that I think is really important because receipt management is like one of those like like kill me now I have to yes you don't have to you could just send it away and throw in the garbage like you can (laughs) basically take a photo and put in the garbage that's what you do so um but yeah so that's my spiel on on that but um I forget the second question no that's okay so I this kind of ties into it because I I feel like people think it's an all or nothing they either have to outsource all of it or they do it all themselves what are your thoughts on on sort of bookkeeping and how maybe there might be a bit a hybrid that might be available to you? Yeah, so what I like to what what I well, the first thing I like to say is like if you're thinking about outsourcing because you just don't want to deal with this part of your business, I'm going to call you out and tell you that as a CEO, you're responsible for your finances. So, do not it's, it's like the difference between delegating and dismissing. Do not dismiss your finances. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> if that's why you want to outsource, if that's why you want to get it off your plate is because you don't even want to look at it, then we got to talk. So, mm-hmm. so that's the first thing is, is before you consider outsourcing, really think about why you want to, because if you don't actually know what bookkeeping is, then you don't actually know what you're outsourcing, which is a dangerous game to play, especially with the foundation of your business, your finances. Mm -hmm. So, so that then I want to talk about is like when it makes sense to outsource and, and when it makes sense to do it in house. And then we'll talk about like the hybrid, but, but the, but what people don't realize is that like when you're a solo business owner or like, you know, you don't have a lot of employees, like you're relatively small operation, you're really the best bookkeeper for your business because you've got your finger on the pulse, you know what everything is. So Mm -hmm. if you outsource it, you're not really going to get the economies of scale of outsourcing because that person doesn't really know the ins and outs and you're going to have to give them everything and tell them everything. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just set up a system that's going to ask you what they would ask you and then you just put it directly into the system. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And set up rules and automation so that's some stuff you don't have to look at. So if you're if your business is small then then consider doing it yourself because you can automate as much as possible so that you're not doing you're not like doing nitty-gritty crunching type mm-hmm. thing number crunching um and when it makes sense to outsource is when you have a lot of transactions so if you have when i say a lot of transactions like say you have multiple banks bank accounts and each bank account has like three or four pages of state pages to each statement you got a lot of stuff moving it moving around which means at that point you might actually benefit from having someone do it because they there might be some time savings just right. from pure purely a volume perspective I would still challenge it because I would want to know what the complexity of your transactions are. And that's the next part is like, if you have, if you're dealing in more than two currencies, like probably don't even bother. Just get somebody to yes. help you with that. <laughs> Some complicated stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, and um, yeah, so, so consider the complexity of your transactions and the volume of your transactions and 
know that there is a hybrid available and that's that is um you know you could if you if you know what what your monthly bookkeeping process entails then you might say okay i'm going to do the invoicing myself because i know what i'm invoicing my clients for it's easier for me to do it than to just tell them uh, someone how to do it mm-hmm. and i'm using quickbooks so it's easy peasy but then you might say i don't want to actually categorize my my expenses and my receipts i'm going to set up a bunch of rules for that and then i'm going to have a bookkeeper or my va come in and categorize the rest because they'll be able to tell what they are based on the receipts Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like you could kind of pick and choose which parts of your monthly process like the money in versus the money out versus even bank reconciliations you might be like okay now I know how to do a bank rec I don't really that's not really providing value to me to spend my time doing that I'm gonna get somebody else to do it so so you can pick and choose what parts of your monthly process you like and what parts and what parts bring value to you doing them and then what parts you just want to outsource. And you can also like do all your bookkeeping yourself through the year and then just get your accountant to do the reconciliation mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the end of the year and the adjustments at the end of the year. So a lot of people that go through my my bookkeeping bootcamp program, some of them are like, I just don't want to do recs. I'm like, you don't have to. You're already putting your receipts in. Mm-hmm. You're already invoicing. You've got your banking set up. Everything's coming in automatically. Outsource that piece, and you're still going to save way more money than than having someone do all of it at the end of the year. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's it doesn't have to be an all or nothing, but I think that you've hit on something very key which is it's still important for you to know and understand it at the start before you just dismiss it and make it somebody else's problem. So it's still incumbent on you to learn about it before you start passing it off to somebody else. And and so you've talked a little bit about your book uh, bookkeeping bootcamp. Now, I know by the time this is released, I think that the registration for your current class is going to be closed, but I know you do these throughout the year. I, I, it might not be. It might, might still be open. When, when do you close registration for this current one that you have got going on? So, so I actually have recently made the decision to keep, keep one of the options open. So ah. yes, this is like a brand new, brand new decision I've made. Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. <laughs> so basically, if you want to work together, just shoot me a DM because I don't know if my website's going to be ready with this new update, but okay. I'm ready for you. So send me a DM if you want help with your bookkeeping on Instagram, um, on Facebook. I mean, I mean, Amanda will put the links in the show notes. But I will. Yeah, you could totally message me and we can work together. Well, and if you were to describe book camping, bookkeeping boot camp in 60 seconds, what would you say that it is? It is a program that teaches you how to do your bookkeeping in the most fun and efficient way so that you have a ton of clarity around your finances. Tax season is super easy and you feel like a boss when you're talking to other professionals. Well, and you can say, I, I have to go to boot camp class. And then <laughs> yes. people will think that you're doing a workout and they'll be like, whoa, this person's like intense. They're doing boot camp class. So, you know, you get a little bit of street cred, right? From <laughs> that as well. 
always laugh about that. They're like, oh my God, people don't understand that I have my bookkeeping meeting this week. Like it's the best, it's the best. And no one ever wants to miss the calls because they're so fun. So yeah. Well, and I think that's something that I really enjoy about following you and reading your content is that you make this fun and it doesn't have to be this horrible thing. It can be fun. And so I really appreciate that about you. And and this was a fun chat. I knew it would be. I got to get myself to Toronto sometimes to meet you in person. And and I think it would be electric in person. Um, But uh, thank you so much for your time today. This was fun. So much fun. Thank you for having me. Well, that is all we have time for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope we gave you some food for thought or at least made you laugh. Please see the show notes for any resource material that we reference throughout the episode and to find out more about my amazing guest today. And if you'd like to learn more about any of the topics that we covered on today's podcast or about other topics relating to tax in general, I do invite you to sign up for my monthly newsletter, Musings of a Tax Chick, and follow me on Instagram. My handle is at tax.chick. If you enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and also click subscribe so you make sure you never miss a new episode. Please note that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast episode belong solely to the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. In addition, the information provided and discussed in this podcast is not legal advice. We encourage you to consult with your legal advisor for specific advice.